0: You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code, all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. So on today's podcast, we want to talk a little bit about bundling NMB again, But I had a series that I'm doing two parts to it. The one was to generate attention for the the issues that are revolved around 31015C1, which is a new code reference for the 2020 National Electrical Code. It was 31015B3A uh, in the 2017 NEC. Uh, And that is where you bundle cables together uh, and things like that. When we're talking NMB. Uh, You have to worry about the dissipation of heat and anything's bundled more than two feet is going to be an issue where you're going to have to do some adjustments because of that bundling effect. Um, but uh, the part two to that, which was another video, which is talking about securing and the issues of going through uh, tops of, of, of wood frame members above panels and things like that with NMB, um, I figured it was a good time to talk about one of the other subjects that were going to come up in part two, but I figured it'd make a great Podcast, so I figured I'd do for all those that love to listen to podcasts. So somebody said in that video said, "Paul, if you run into an issue where you do have bundling of non-metallic sheet cables and they are being bundled in in a situation where you're going to have a reduction of ampacity of the other conductors because of that bundling effect, which is now in the 2020 code uh, under 310.15 uh, C1. Again, used to be 310.15 B3A." What about the use, in, with, with NM Cable specifically, they said, well, what about the use of the exception under, which is now three ten fourteen a 2 And so they're saying, well, what, what about using that exception? And although that was going to come up in the following episode, somebody pointed that out astutely. And I, first of all, I think it's awesome that they do. I'm awesome that people follow along and 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 really stay up to those things um because that was being covered in a, in a kind of a part 2 where I talk more about bundling uh as if they go through the top of a um, the top of a above a panel for example or all any opening in a wood framing member which is a little different when we follow the rules under 334.80 okay so that's kind of a part 2 but I'm, again I wanted to go on and do a a, just a podcast on the allowances of 310.14A2. Now, if you're not familiar with it, this is where it says uh, 310.14 is titled Ampacity of Conductors Rated 0 Volts to 2,000 Volts. Obviously, that's going to cover our non-metallic sheet cable. It says selecting of ampacity. This is A2. It says where more than one ampacity applies for a given circuit length, the lowest value shall be used. Okay, so... That general rule means that if I go 100 feet and a certain amount of this cable runs through a location, for example, I'm just going to take one cable. Let's just use this example. Uh, It runs through, and this also could apply to conductors in a raceway, okay, where the raceway runs through this area. So we run through one area where... You're going to have an issue where let's say you have a boiler room or something where the temperature is different. So you have to change something due to the ambient temperature. So that's going to lower the potential ampacity of a conductor. So that's portion. So because that lowers it, this general rule says that you have to take that lower value and treat the whole circuit at that lower ampacity value for that conductor. But there's an exception to that rule. Now, the exception to the rule says, okay, wait a minute. Now, that's true, uh, but under certain specific conditions, we'll let you throw that out. Okay? And what are the conditions? It says where different ampacities apply to portions of a circuit. The higher ampacity shall be permitted to be used if the total portion of the circuit with the lower ampacity, that's the portion of it that's being affected by the, the heat or ambient temperature or wherever you're running it, does not exceed the lesser, the lesser nail of 10 feet or 10% of the total circuit. So in a circuit, if it was 100 feet for example, as long as this lower temperature, wherever the ambient, let's say like we're running through a boiler room, as long as that portion of that 100 foot run doesn't exceed 10 feet, then I can discount that portion that would be reduced in ampacity because of the condition of use and just treat it what it would be out in the other areas where it's not subject to that condition, right? Makes sense? Uh, and when it says the lesser of the two, that has to do with what if I'm not dealing with 100 feet? What if I'm dealing with 50 feet? Okay, so it's 10 feet or, the, or 10% of the circuit. Well, obviously, if it's only 50 feet, then 10% of 50 feet is going to be lesser than 10 foot. And I have to take the lesser of the two, right? So that means that that space that's involved in that area where it reduces the ampacity is smaller. I'm kind of setting the stage for what I'm talking about here. Okay. So if I meet that condition, then the concept is the conductors itself act as a heat sink. And so what it means is even though I have an area which the temperature or something's going to change the ampacity and result in it being lower at a certain point, that's okay because either side of that transition through that point where the temperature and the ampacity is going to be lower. Um, I should say ampacity be lower, that it's going to actually cause a heat sink and dissipate that heat into the area of the conductor that's not exposed to that lower temperature area due to heat or thermal or whatever it is. Okay, that's the concept, convection, or pulling away that heat. Um, so that's the concept in this. Now, where is this rule really used a lot? Um, one example, I'll give you this rule that's used almost every day is in panel boards. So you run a long circuit in a panel board, but you have the portion that's in the panel board that's potentially from the point it enters all the way down to its termination. We tend to bring all of those ungrounded conductors together and tie wrap them and whatever. So theoretically, that's bundling, right? And so this rule allows us to say that's okay. It's fine. It's not over certain length and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, So we don't have to worry about it. So that's subconsciously something that we do all the time. And that's the importance of this rule, okay? Um, And I'm trying to not interject my own personal feelings in this as a wire and cable manufacturer when we look at 334.80 here shortly, okay? Because that's two different ways that that says that. Because I want to... I'm kind of addressing that video. And I did. I wanted to do it in two parts because I wanted to generate interest uh, in each video separately, okay? So... The first video that you'll see on our YouTube channel is specifically dealing with a violation in 310.15c1, specifically that violation. We're not talking about this exception. That's going to follow. Um, And to be honest with you, I don't want to encourage people to bundle if they understand the consequences of bundling. Okay? Just kind of keep it there. All right, now, so that's what that rule is. So if it was a raceway, it was again, it was 100 feet and let's say uh, 9 feet, of that 100 feet was going through a boiler room where there was an adjustment or correction based on the ambient temperature or the number of current carrying conductors, that is a condition of use that affects the ampacity of the conductor, no doubt. But as long as it's not more than 10 feet or 10%, whichever the lesser the two, then I get to take that adjustment and correction, just throw it out the window, and use whatever the ampacity would be at the other portions of the run that's unaffected by those conditions of use. You see what I'm saying? That's what that rule means. Now, it also has an informational note to remind you that at the end of the day, you still are going to be limited to the terminal limitations in 110 to 14C. Now, why is that important? Well, when we're dealing with non metallic sheet cable, we know that while you use 90 degrees for adjustment and corrections, because the code allows that in 334.80, at the end of the day, it's non-metallic sheet cable is still going to be limited to the 60 degree, and because of the size restrictions in non-metallic sheet cable anyway, generally, uh, and the in the, the the level of ampacities that are on those non-metallics, you're typically also going to be firmly in a 60 degree column, all right. So that doesn't mean that I can't terminate on a 75 degree rated terminal and things like that, but you, you just have to understand the nuances of what the limitations are in 334.80. Don't worry. We're, we're going to cover that. All right? But I just want you to know that there are terminal limitations to be worried about in this. Okay, So when you look at the scheme of life. Now, if you use this in a raceway and you have 90 degree rated insulation like a THHN, for example, you're probably going to terminate it onto a 75 degree terminal anyway. So I can utilize a 90 for adjustment and corrections, but I have to just remember I have limitations. Once I do a calculation of load, I can't exceed the value whatever my load may be i can't exceed the value of that 70 degree column all we did is adjust and correct from the 90 to make sure that that conductor still has enough ampacity to keep me in that 75 degree column in that size of conductor that we're choosing okay all we're doing is verifying that after the adjustment and correction we still got a conductor that's okay all right Right. Now, does that mean that if I do an adjustment of correction and let's say the 75 degree ampacity for conductor is 65 amps and I do an adjustment of correction from the 90 and now that conductor is good for 72 amps, does that mean I can use the 72 amps? Absolutely not. I can only use the threshold that is in the 75 degree column for that conductor size. All we did was an exercise to make sure that we still had a conductor that can handle the actual load. All right, and then we go to the column for the terminal limitations. 75, can this conductor work all right? Again, we got to protect the conductor at its ampacity. Okay, if all that sounds confusing to you, then go over to our YouTube channel and look for our derating demystified video. It kind of explains all of that in a nutshell. Okay, all right, so that's the benefits of uh, 310.14A2, which again used to be 310.15A2, kind of got relocated in the 2020 National Electrical Code. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about Article 334 for non-metallic sheath cable, because this is where we kind of get all of our rules for this type of wiring method. Very common wiring method in used in, in residential, like commercial. Again, you can use NMB in commercial, uh, full enclosed grommets and whatnot. Uh, so it's not just for type three, four, five construction. Of course, you're limited in height again, uh, for the use of non-metallic cable and you have permitted uses under 334.10 and you have not uses, not permitted under 334.12, which we won't go over in this episode. You can go watch a video series I did on everything you want to know about NMB. If you'd like to go watch it, you might have to go look at the archives of our website, uh, archives of our YouTube channel. But it's there, trust me. I remember spending, I'm the only guy I know that can take five hours to explain everything you need to know about NMB, right? Okay. So in your code books, which you don't have, because some of you might be riding down the road, and and don't pull over and grab it, just listen. Under 334.80, there was some changes, and really it was resulting in changing the tables and things like that. But what we're going to talk about is I'm going to actually read you, because in the graphic, we showed bundling of, of, obviously it was over 24 inches. And so I did an adjustment, uh, an adjustment because of the number of current carrying conductors. Okay, so that was to explain the the violation of uh, 310.14, excuse me, 310.15C1, right? Uh, It was not to say, oh, well, you can use the exception in 310.14A2, which might be possible. But that's not how I'm teaching that lesson. I will talk about that, obviously, in lesson two. Um, there's people that don't understand the method of my madness. And again, I encourage you, if you don't like it, don't listen to the podcast. I can't twist your arm. All right Now, 334.80 says the ampacity of type NM and NMC. You also notice that NMS is no longer in the code in the 2020 edition. Okay. Don't worry. if you don't know what NMS is, it's basically, uh, signaling and control inside of a non-metallic, like a NM with signaling control conductors in there, uh, we have MC like that, but we don't have the NMS anymore. We just have NM, and now there is available an NM-PCS, which is or NM-B PCS, which does put in there signal and control under, you know, that application, and it is available if you want it, okay, but that's not in the code because it's still NM, okay, that's just a variant of it. All right, so, the ampacity of type NM and NMC cables shall be determined in accordance with 310.14. It says the ampacity shall not exceed, okay, the amp- ampacity shall not exceed that of the 60 degree C rated conductor. And when we say ampacity of it is that the amount of current that you can place on this conductor cannot exceed the 60 degree columns rating in 310.16, which used to be 310.15 B16. Okay, so in that table of ampacity, you get a value. In a perfect world, not more than three current carrying conductors and 30 degrees C. That is the ampacity a conductor can, der- can carry continuously forever and not reach a temperature threshold that will damage the insulation. Okay, that's what that means. So here it's telling you that the ampacity cannot exceed that of the 60 degree rated conductor. All right, and so what is the ampacity of a 60 degree rated conductor? Simple. Go to 310.16 if you're in the 2020 code. All right, now, it says, now, the 90-degree C rating shall be permitted to be used for ampacity adjustment and correction calculations. Okay, so I know that I'm limited to the terminals with 60-degree, but I can use 90 because it gives me a higher ampacity value in order to be able to place these adjustment and corrections against Provided that after I do all that, the final calculated ampacity of my conductor, of my load that I need, I'm calculating something, does not exceed that of the 60 degree C um, rated conductor. So at the end of the day, all I'm really doing is saying, okay, uh, let's just throw numbers. I I got a, a 10 gauge. It's good for 30 amps. Okay. So I've got 27 amps. Perfect. Uh, I would be a 60 degree column. Perfect. Say I was there. But now I have an adjustment and correction to make. So I can go up to the 90 and use that. I'm just throwing numbers, guys. I'm not verifying. I'm just throwing numbers. Say it's 40. I use the 40 and I adjust it and correct it. And now after adjustment and correction, it's, it says the conductor is good for uh, 32 amps. Well, then I go back over to the 60 degree column and I see that the that, that, 30 is the maximum for that conductor in that column. And my load is still less than 30, so I'm good to go. Okay, So my calculated load, that is the load that I need, the load that's necessary to handle whatever I'm doing, can exceed the value of the 60-degree column. But also, I've got to make sure that even after adjustment and corrections, I still have a daggone conductor that can handle even the load. So there's kind of this mental gymnastics you have to do. I always tell people this, go right to the column, six degree column and look at the conductor and pick one that handles the load, right? And then go to the 90 degree if you have adjustment corrections and adjust and correct just to make sure that you still, that conductor will still handle the load. Okay, uh, in other words, if I had that same 27 amps, let's just say, or 28 amps, and I was gonna go with a, a conductor, let's say, under column six degree column, but then I did, I went to the 90 and did an adjustment correction. Now I came back with a conductor that's only good for 25 amps. Then that's a problem, right? Because the new ampacity of this conductor is below the value necessary to handle the load, right? And so that's the kind of stuff that we talk about in 210 and 215 and 230. Now, while the 2020 code no longer says you got to handle the load, it seems to be that it's a given, right? I mean... Obviously, I have to have a conductor that can handle the 28 amps. That's what my load was. Okay, so it's a it's a little bit of a mental gymnastic. It's not trying to be screw with your head. It's just first things first. Pick a conductor that under the the terminal limitations that you're working with 60 degree because it's NMB because we know that the provisions can't exceed that of the 60 degree rated conductor. So go to the 60 degree column, pick the conductor size you need, then do an adjustment and correction. From the, 90, from the 90 degree value for that same conductor, and after that, make sure the conductor still has the ability to handle the calculated load. And that's really that simple to do it. It's probably harder to appear on a radio or a podcast than in real life, but that is really it, right? Okay, so then it goes on to say, the ampacity of type NM and NMC cable installed in cable trays shall be determined in accordance with 392.80A. So that, depending on whether it's a single row, whatever, there's some, that's a free area. There's things you do up in 392.80A, which we're not going to talk about in this episode. Okay. But that's up there. Now, next thing we're going to deal with is the two next two, because here's where I'm submitting a public input for the 2023, because I think there's a problem here. Now, don't let me impose my will on how this is to be used in the 2020, because it is what it is. But I believe there's a contradiction in here, and uh, for those that listen, you might get the contradiction, and, and I'll try to explain it, even though, again, we're just we're just having a lesson. All right, here's the first one. It says, now, put it in your mind now. We're running this NMB. It says, where more than two NM cables containing two or more current carrying conductors are installed. Now, that is could be two 14-2s, because, again, the white and the black are current carrying conductors. Could be more than two. So we're more than two. Well more than two would be three. So three or more. So where more than two in cables containing two or more current, current conductors are installed, without maintaining space in between the cables, through the open through the same opening and wood framing that is to be sealed with thermal insulation, caulk or sealing foam. The ampacity of each conductor shall be adjusted in accordance with table 31015C1. Sends you straight to the table, okay? And the provisions of 310.14A2, which we've just been talking about, exceptions shall not apply. Okay, so here's This is interesting. So I have three or more NMBs, and they have two or more current carrying conductors in them, which they do, black and white. Um, we're just talking like 14, 2, 12, 2, 10, 2, things like that. The way the code says it's through the same opening in wood framing. So a lot of people say, well what about if I run it down the side of a joist and it's between joists? Well that's not necessarily between wood framing uh, openings and wood framing. That's running parallel with the wood framing. Although I've seen plenty of books out there that want to utilize that because they put insulation in there and say that means the same thing. But really to me doesn't mean the same thing. What this is trying to say is whether I'm running through notches in wood framing members or bored holes in wood framing members or the top sill plate where I'm bringing multiple um, conductors in there. So to me, that would be where I'm just taking cables and running through the opening, okay? To, to move from one space to another or one side of a stud to another or one side of a top plate to another or things like that. okay. So the concept here is I'm not allowed to use that 10 foot, 10% rule, but I'm only going through, at worst, maybe a two by four or two by six, but it's still, I'm, I'm penetrating through it. So if I foam it, seal it, rock wool, whatever I'm putting in there, for some reason, I guess at this moment in time, and I don't know the intention here of the panel, and this has been here a long time, so I'm not bringing up anything totally new in the mind of people. So you're saying those conductors can't heat sink on either side of that small portion where it's in contact with the sealant, right? Um, and the whole concept was to be able to actually pull away that heat, right? So I get it. I, I, I'm Follow with me now. You can't use a 10-foot, 10% rule and 310.14A2 exception here. Right. Got you. I'm with you. Here's the one that bothers me. The next one says, where more than two NM cables, that's three or more, containing two or more current conductors, 14-2, 12-2, 10-2, whatever, are installed in contact with thermal insulation without maintaining spacing between the cables. Sounds like bundling to me. It says, the impacity of each conductor shall be adjusted in accordance with 310-15C1, which we've been talking about, in which I do a demonstration in video one, and that's why I saved this for video two, is because this one doesn't say the same thing as the one So, if I have bundling, and I run it for seven feet, and I have a hundred-foot run of NMB, okay, and I bundle it. And I'm back at 31015C1, and it says that I can use a 10 foot 10% rule because you see it doesn't exclude it in this one, right? So it says that I can do that. Now, remember we said 10 foot 10%, so 10 feet, so it's only running seven feet. So I get to that adjustment and correction, or in that case adjustment, in our example, could drop the conductor's ampacity by as much as 50%. So now I got a conductor that's worth hardly nothing. Now, that's a problem, right? You and me know it's a problem because we did a vi- I did a video on it. However, if I'm utilizing 31014A2 exception, and that's why I saved it for a separate video because I knew I didn't want to confuse people with the first one. That's just how I do lessons. Here, the code doesn't prohibit me from doing that. Now, why is this a problem? Well, look, if I'm not allowed to use the, the heatsink the heat benefits in 31014A2, when I go through a wood frame or wood penetration with ceiling foam, but I have the same number of cables bundled together that are running side by side together in thermal insulation in an attic or in the wall, I get to use this 10 foot 10% rule. So it's okay for me to so I get the concept. They say, well, Paul, you're, you're, the conductor through the heated area is, is actually wicking away the heat in the conductor on the transition side. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're saying that's not going to happen when it goes through a bored hole where it's filled with thermal insulation, but it is going to happen when it runs by bundled cables in, let's say, seven feet of thermal insulation. That's just a lot more insulation to help dissipate the heat and a lot more convection that has to take place uh in that conductor that probably not gonna happen. So this is a weird rule. One of my public inputs for 2023 is to take the exact same line in the part where it's in the one above that where it says do the same openings and whip framing members at the end where it says after where it says table 31015 C1, where it says and the provisions of 3, a2 exceptions shall not apply, and add that to this one as well because if you're saying it's this is an issue for the thickness of one framing member with some foam around it, but it's not an issue for potentially 10 feet or 10% of a bundled cable set, that it's not an issue for that, but it's but you can't use the exception in 310.1482 makes no sense to me. So I'm off my rant, and let me get back to the, the what I was talking about here. Literally, in the 2020 code, as it's been for years, yes, you can apply the rules of 31014A2 exception, and in the previous 2017 code, it is 31015A2 exception, to the 10% 10 10-foot portion of that run when it deals with cable. The only time that it excludes it is when you're running it through the same openings in wood framing that are required to be sealed with thermal insulation, caulk, or a ceiling foam. That's the only portion of this that gives you it says that you can't use that exception in 31014A2. Okay? So if you're answering me in that image that I use in the graphic, it is truly a violation of 310 15 C1. That was my goal. But does it possibly mean that I could use the exception in the application? of that same installation? Absolutely. That's why I only commented on that violation in that video because what I can see in the video and the link that I can measure in the video would be a violation. Now, does that mean it would have failed inspection? No, because I don't know the whole story, okay? And that's why I hate images online, okay? So I utilize an image for a lesson. And so the lesson was for me to show you the violation of three ten fifteen c one when you're dealing with that and what it can do to a conductor's impacity. That says. But I encourage you folks to stay tuned for part two of that series on NMB, which incidentally is one of my more popular videos, I should say. I can't believe everybody is interested in non-metallic sheet cable. But a part two will cover some of the other aspects, kind of what I'm talking about here. Um, and so look forward to that. I'm excited to bring that one. I'm working on some images to show that, but that's why you haven't heard it yet. It generated a lot of buzz, so that's awesome. Um, but yeah, this is a weird this is weird because to me, it should the exception shouldn't apply to either one of these. If it can't apply to the one, it shouldn't apply to the other. Now, now you're going to ask me, Paul, well, maybe it shouldn't apply to either one. And my response to that is, no, I have actually seen what can happen to non-metallic sheath cables that are bundled inside of thermal insulation. And I have seen what happens when it's not bundled inside of thermal insulation, but they're still bundled. In other words, they can't dissipate the heat. And since they're bundled for such a long length that the the issue of the heat sink effect uh, from one temperature to another really doesn't take place because the amount of insulation covers such a, a drastic portion of the cable assembly and there's mutual heating from the other cable assemblies that it just doesn't wick it away if you will. And so that is a problem. Uh, as a manufacturer of wire and cable we know that NMB is an amazingly reliable product, but it is volatile and it has to be you have to use caution where you install it. And it just takes a little uh, expertise to know this, and electricians should know this. And so, the reason that I broke them up into two videos is the first one is what I believe is the more important issue, and that is bundling NMB at all. All that user would have had to do is separate them out a little bit, uh, move that 14 2 away from the 12 2s, uh, and, and just get compliant with that. In, in a perfect world, I'd rather not, I'd rather see them spread out anyway people ask me all the time i always say well what do you feel the maximum of a potential bundle should be and i don't believe you should do more than 3 14-2s or 3122s uh together at any given time in any type of bundle scenario spread them out and what's the level what's the level of spreading them out there isn't nothing in the code that says that i could spread them an inch apart 2 inches apart yeah as long as i make an effort to spread them out then i believe that you're going to have some heat dissipation everything will be okay uh, and, and things like that. So again, agree to disagree. I'm just telling you that's what the code says. And yes, you can use, uh, the allowances of 310 14 2 exception, uh, in with an NMB application, except where you're going through the opening and the framing member, uh, that type of thing. All right. So hopefully you got something out of today's podcast. Again, hopefully you're encouraged for our live shows. They're going to take place in January of 2020, on electricianlive.com, so hopefully I'll catch you there. Um, Until next time, folks, stay safe, and God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abern.